Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is uh, 12.34 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stafford, Derek Scott with you. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Um, you can follow Sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that orders now sent you. And uh, Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And welcome back to the show. Our headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. That's right. There's no question about it. The best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster. He keeps an eye on the entire National Hockey League uh, from these parts, Alan May. Hi, Al. How you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, out of work for a little while. Not happy about that, but otherwise, everything else is great. When was the last time the Capitals didn't make the playoffs, Al? Like, have you ever since you've gone back to that organization uh, in an analyst role? Have they made the playoffs every year. Every year, but one. It was the 2013-2014 uh, year. Uh, it was an absolute miserable season. The team played awful. Uh, players were getting hacked from <laughs> every angle. Uh, there was anti-OV, anti-Russian back then. And just horrible. The coaching was awful. It was hard to watch them play. Uh, somehow, OV still scored 51 goals or something like that. But that's when we got uh, Brian McCollin and Barry Trotz into the fold. Was that, or, sorry, was that, uh, was that a, who was the coach, Hunter or Oates at that time? Oates, Oates was that year. Yeah. Adam Oates. And yeah. you're, you're not a fan yeah. of his style, eh? No, I, I think it was hot hockey to watch. It, you know, it was, uh, it, looked, it was the easiest defensive system. Uh, it was not physical. It didn't value gritty play. And it, it, it just, it, it was hard. You know, you look at, and fans were, I don't think they were entertained other than watching Obi, you know, he was still able to carry the puck in. And, and you know, he's getting 12 shots a game. You know, st- that was exciting. Baxter was exciting, but the rest of it was very hard to stomach. We're joined by Al May, longtime Capitals broadcaster. Al, uh, this year, was it a byproduct of the massive amount of injuries that Washington had that kind of derailed the team's playoff hopes? Yes, I, absolutely. You know, they they had things turned around in December. Actually, they, it started in Edmonton after their Calgary game, and they shut down the Oilers very well uh, and went on a tear. And 12-2-2, and two, I think, in the month of December, but they'd won the games at the end of October, I think it was 15-2-2, two and, two, and then John Carlson takes a puck to the head as if they didn't have enough injuries, and he was out three months to the day. Yeah. But once he went out, it, it, the team was completely different. And it, 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 it was sad to see, but, you know, there's no one that can fill in for a number one defenseman. And it's, it's like on a long-term basis. You can do committee for a little while, but when you have a true number one, I don't think you can fill, replace that player at all. Al, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins also missed the playoffs, and it's stunning what happened to them because all they needed to do was beat Chicago and Columbus in the final two games, and they're in. And uh, today, Brian Burke and Ron Hextall were relieved of their duties. Your thoughts on both Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby, and Washington missing out? 
Well, it, it feels like the end of an era. I hope it's not with those two players not making the playoffs. And, you know, I really thought the Penguins were going to do it. I, I, I looked at them, and I just couldn't believe the games they were playing the last part of the year. Uh, and, you know, Crosby is still so entertaining. You know, such a to me, he's still the hardest-working player in the National Hockey League. Uh, the great one-two punch of he and Malkin, then having Chris Letang. Uh, in the lineup, I, I guess it's it, it just shocking to me that they didn't uh, make it. And then with the Caps, you could feel it coming with the amount of injuries they had, close to 500 man games lost. Uh, it, even if you take Carl Hagman out of there, you know, it's like 420, something like that. And then, you know, he didn't play a game all year. Connor Brown was uh, blew his knee out fourth game of the season. We never got to know him. And, you know, it was, a tough, it was just like one thing after another. It hardly ever with the Capitals did the same lineup in consecutive games come out of the tunnel and it, it was all over and it seemed it felt like it was more top end but it was bottom end with the players uh, going in and out of the lineup so it, absolutely bizarre and I think sometimes that has to happen to find the flaws and the holes in your organization and, and see where you need to rebuild retool whatever fancy uh, terminology Ken Hitchcock would use year after year but uh you know, it's it, it just different. And I, I didn't see the, the Penguins having the same type of problem. So that one's kind of baffling uh, as to the playoffs. All right. Uh, Boston had a record-setting year this year. Is there anybody in the East that can beat them, in your opinion? I, honestly, I do. The, one of the things that happened in the game against the Capitals a couple months ago was, I think it was Tuesday night, uh, a lot of homework went out of the game. And it was awkward. So that, he ended up getting the win that night, but he went out for a period. Uh, 40 wins. He's a big part of the team. So now there's going to be some doubt, some confusion as to, you know, are going to be able to handle, handle it? And I honestly think, uh, I believe they're playing the Panthers. <laughs> and uh, the, I think the Panthers are on such a hot streak right now. I would not be surprised at the first round upset. If, with Alex Lyon, the way the team figured out to add grit to the game because they were they were playing a soft and they played desperate going into it. Uh, and, and they, they went, I think at one point, they were eight points out of the out of a spot. And they got so hot, and they started to play kind of like a punk brand of hockey. <laughs> they were kind of pissing everyone off they were playing against. They were getting involved all over the ice, scrums, you know, hitting goals, doing what you have to do to disrupt. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to go in. Al, we're, 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 you're cutting in and out. Uh, can we get you to maybe move to to one spot in the house or one spot if you're – I don't know. If, I'm doubting you're outside. We'll just see if we can coordinate a, lot, a little bit better because we're, we're losing you a couple times. So you're liking Florida's ability to play physical and in your face, and obviously they got Matthew Kachuk. Uh, they got Ryan Longberg, a couple former Calgary Flames. They added Giovanni Smith, uh, you know, and and they, I mean, Barkov's a tremendous player. That team could score. They that team scored over uh, four goals a game last season. The Oilers led the NHL in goal scoring this year. Uh, so you like Florida? Let's switch focus. I know as uh, you watch the Oilers all the time, 14-0-1 in their final 15 games. They got to the 50 game, uh, the 50 win plateau for the first time since the mid 1980s. Are you surprised that Edmonton ended up with a 780 points percentage, the best record the Western Conference in the second half of the season? I am not, and that trade to home was brilliant. Don't how successful they could put a big guy in the skate, move the puck, and he seems like he can do it. 
you need to become a power player at 515, they're so much better now in the defensive zone. Yeah, he's, he's been a big addition, there's no question, Matias Heckholm. Uh, how much pressure do you think there's going to be on Stuart Skinner? Well, it's going to be a ton. I mean, his first go-around, like, for a little bit of pressure in playoffs. But I think the key for him to be the first game of playoffs, uh, confidence, getting a win, feeling good, not playing any soft, and you just build up from there because there's going to be a lot of pressure. And if you can handle the first game, it gets everyone off your back. It's that easy. Get through the first game, you should be able to play with confidence. All right. Uh, now, is Colorado still the team to beat out West? I think uh, you're covering the team that's the team to beat out West. Uh, the LA Kings and the Edmonton Oilers are, to me, the two teams that can do the most damage on the other side. Uh, really? Colorado's been inconsistent. Uh, I don't there's a banged up Kale McCarr. Uh, the top guys, Jeff Brandon, have been, accept, like, been banged up this year. So the wear and tear of hard work for the playoffs, they're just not the same team to me. Uh, and I know your things change, but I, I'm not feeling with that right now. I'm feeling more confident with the Oilers and the Kings as to the, the entire brand of hockey from top to bottom uh, on the roster. Al, great stuff. Thank you for taking time to join us here in Oilers now, okay? Thank you. That is Al May, longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster, Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott with you. It is 1243 in Edmonton. We are going to open up the phone lines at 780-496-0063. That's the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. You can also text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. 780-496-0063. This, the question I have for you, this is the best Oilers team since when? For me, I will say since 87-88. And I'll remind you that the Oilers won the Stanley Cup in 1989-90. and 90. I don't think that team was better than this team on paper. This team has McDavid and Dreisaitl at the absolute height of their powers. They're, you know, the top two scorers in the league over the last six seasons the 1990 team was a great team in the end better than people realized so you tell me how much belief do you have in this team the best Oilers team since when that's one of the questions and do you fear the kings i don't i think it's and part of the reason why i don't is the final two games played between the two teams in the regular season so we'll get to the river Cree resort casino hotline after we come back 780-496-0063 you're listening to Oilers now we return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. 140, uh, 12.49 in Edmonton, 12.49 in Edmonton. Geez, uh, last night I was at uh, Pub 1905 after the game. Uh, Cam Moon was there. We saw Barry from Bakerville. And uh, who else was there? Oh, Bruce was in town from Calgary and Tyler and a host of others. And there was a fair amount of comp, not, not like swaggering arrogance, more like, geez, this team might be pretty good. I think it's the best Oilers team since maybe 87, 88 on paper. Anything can happen come playoff time. The Oilers now injury reports brought to you all season long by James H. Brown injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown will tell you Ryan Murray 
aside on a conditioning stint in action tonight, Bakersfield takes on Koshala Valley for a pair in the American Hockey League. All right, we're going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We're going to probably do this for about the next 40 minutes. So we will drop the puck with Ron on line number one. You got to hit the, there we go. You got it. Thank you very much, Derek. Hello, Ron. How you doing? Hi, I'm really well. And how are you? Good. So what do you think? What do you think of the team? Well, really, really good. We should be having Swagger. But I have a really good, uh, clean hockey joke for short hockey joke for you. Okay. You'll like it. Okay. Okay, what's the difference between a bra and the Calgary Flames? Uh, the Calgary Flames only have one cup. That's exactly. I, I, it's bad when I steal your joke. Thanks, Ron. Take care. 780-496-0063. Waited a long time to tell that joke. Fred, on line number two. Fred, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Bob. Of course, playoff hockey makes me even more giddy. But, uh, yeah, I kind of agree. The 87-88 team, that's when the Magic Man came here and played with... Uh, no, that was 86-87. 86-87. Okay, well, one year off. But... Uh, uh, the Oilers team now is just as good as those teams back then. Uh, the last time the Oilers were really good was probably really good was 2006 when Pronger was here. But do I fear the LA Kings? After the Oilers played them the last two times, I think I saw the fear of God in the LA Kings' faces. Now, is Mikey Anderson back? Do you know? Yes, he is. He's back. Uh, he got, of course, you know the story. He, he went kind of... If you're an Oilers fan, you say slew-footed Leon Drysettle. If you're a Kings fan, you say, well, no, he wrestled him to the ice, and Leon ended up rolling his ankle. Connor got a piece of him on a on a, a hard play in the corner where Anderson pivoted back into uh, the glass, and Connor finished the check on him. I, I would the Oilers were physical with LA, and there was, you know, I will tell you, there was the game in Los Angeles. It got heated. Let's just say. What you saw on the ice may not have been all that occurred that night. Okay. Oh, really? oh yeah. There's some stuff you can hear off, Mike. The lines. Um... Uh, yeah. So let's just say these two teams. Look, you're Todd McClellan. You were fired by the Edmonton Oilers organization. Todd's a really good coach, and really good. it wasn't the ideal situation in which Pete Chiarelli did that to him. No. And you know, Todd. You know, Todd. Like every guy that's coached here. I saw Brian Wiseman last night. He's like, oh, look at the look at the team. They, like, Brian's down assistant with San Jose. He's like, look at the team they got. Look at the players they got. Jay is a great coach, and Gully's a good coach. And But, man, they got a great team, you know. And and so I think it's going to be on between these two teams. Uh, L.A.'s got some uh, – Drew Doughty likes to talk. Evander Kane likes to talk. Evander Kane likes to talk to guys that like to talk. And the thing about Evander Kane is he can do something about it when he wants to as well. Right? You know what I'm saying, Fred? A little old school there? Hey, a little old school. Kevin Fiala, is he third-line center? He's third-line left wing. He's been in and out with a lower body injury, and he's likely to play, and the Oilers got to pound him if he plays. And you know what? They go, who's on the third line? Centerman? Bukestad. Maybe that'll be his job to go in the corners of them and give him a little extra shot. or Give two. him a stick. Not? Let him know you're there, man. All right. Thanks, Fred. Take care. That opens up a phone line, 780-496-0063. This is the best team since when? You tell me. The best Oilers, I mean, 50 wins. They haven't had 50 wins since like 86, 87. They won their third Stanley Cup that year. Uh, we're going to drop the puck with Crotch on line number three. How you doing, Crotch? Good, man. How are you? Good. What's going on? 
Good. So I'm a 1992 born. So in my lifetime, um, pretty obvious this is the best team I've ever seen. I've had the privilege of watching the 80s teams. Um, they're awesome, obviously. Um, my thing, you know, everyone always said, especially the Eastern media, all season long, the last few seasons, you know, the Oilers are PP merchants, and that's all they have. Well, last time I checked, the Oilers are nearing, if not at an NHL record for penalty kill goals, uh, shorthanded goals. Uh, maybe they're PK merchants too. Um, the five-on-five five play since the deadline has been unbelievable. Um, they're a finely tuned machine right now, and, and, you know, I'm an Oilers fan. I'm biased, but they're the team I wouldn't want to go up against in the playoffs. This team is just firing right now. I, I think there's a certain degree of the fandom that has – you know, they've sort of been te- like, you know what? Edmonton should have been able to get past Anaheim in sixteen seventy. Okay. Well, he held his pad, so <laughs> he did. That goal would have been called back the next year. Like we know that, yeah. right? Um, and the the game tying goal in Game Five, um, and, and and I circle back and I mentioned it eight thousand four hundred thirty two times. Twenty two million dollars worth of players. Nugent Hopkins centering Lucic and Eberle on the second line. They didn't score an even-strength goal in that series, and they broke that lineup and put Pouliot with Nugent Hopkins and Eberle. They never scored, none of those guys scored an even-strength goal. The Oilers lost three one-goal games against Anaheim. They should have gotten through that series. Then we had the significant regression in 17, 18, and 18, and 19. The, the 1920 play-in bubble, like, you know, and I, I've, I've had animated discussions with Mark Spector about this. You know, the criticism that was directed McDavid and Dreisaitl's way for that. Are you blanking kidding me? Like, you're, yeah. that's who you're going to, like, you know, you're in a bubble. It, they lost to the Hawks, who had more playoff experience than Edmonton, and their goalies didn't stop the puck. Then in 2021, the four-game loss to Winnipeg, Hellebuck outdueled Mike Smith. They won three games in overtime, right? He, he, Hellebuck's a Vezina uh, Trophy winner. Last year, the owners went three rounds. They weren't supposed to beat Calgary. I, I defy the majority of Oilers fans to think, okay, game two, second period, 3-1, Calgary's up. All the Oilers are going to win the next four games. Nobody was thinking that, and they did. So, yeah. but this is, for me, Crotch, this is the deepest team since 86, 80, 87, 88. Yeah, and you know, like the thing with McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, Dreisaitl looked like he was pretty hobbled the first half of the season. A couple games after the All-Star break, he looked... You know, like he was just fighting something. Man, that guy has been an absolute monster the last 35 games. Um, And McDavid, I think we're about to see something that the NHL hasn't seen since those 80s. Um, McDavid's going to be, you know, a freak of nature. He's going to be an alien out there. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. I just can't wait. All right, super. Thanks for the call. 780-496-0063. We are going to go to John in Saskatoon. Line four. John, how you doing? Hey, Bob, I'm doing awesome. Um, I'm a 93 born, so I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. And um, all I know is I'm I'm taking time off work and I'm coming up for the playoffs because I've never got to experience anything like this. Well, it's going to be fun. Um, You're going to have a good it's time. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm stoked. And you know what? I, I know we're going to make it all the way and... I got a not-so-hot take for you. Next year, McDavid's getting 50 and 50. All right, John. Thanks a lot. my word. All right. Well, at this stage, we're not betting against them. It is uh, 12.57 in Edmonton. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, This text comes in from KS. He says, Bob, I agree with you. I've been telling everybody that this has been the best Oilers team since 1988, and that's why I believe they will win it all. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Um... This Bumblebee tuna 
text me to say I was born in 81, so I was fairly young during the Oilers' glory days. I remember bits and parts, but other than that, that's all I really know. Uh, in the decade of darkness, that's kind of where I grew up. Uh, this is easily the best Oilers team I've watched. A small part of me is angry that my 8- and 10-year-olds get a start with the McDavid era. There you go. Uh, we'll get more of your thoughts coming up. Uh, we'll carry on with some calls here in the second hour of the show after we go to a global news weather traffic update. Randy Kilburn.